Hey there, Curiosos. We are a bi-weekly podcast, but to celebrate October and our very favorite month, we are going to be bringing an episode to you every single week leading up until Halloween. <laughs> Listen, if you're there. So one morning, about four o'clock in the morning, I woke up, had to be to work at 5 a.m. It was raining, very dark outside. I took my dog out. He went out back to go pee, ran out my huge backyard, and I'm standing there on the sun porch with my arm against the door frame, and the entire sky lit up, a huge flash. But the weird thing was, I didn't just see it. I felt it. The lightning must have struck my roof, went through the metal on the door frame, through to the bottom of my feet, and I was struck by lightning. How many people do you know that have actually been struck by lightning and survived? If they do, they must be lucky. Curioso. A curioso is someone who inquires in esoteric matters, a collector of knowledge. Curioso. I'm Christopher Scarborough. And I'm Joe Taylor. And welcome to the Curioso Podcast. What are we talking about today? The number 13. 13. Consequently, this is our 13th episode that we're releasing. Mm -hmm. And it starts off our whole October-long episode every week thing that we're doing, which (laughs) I like to call the Crypt Kicker 5. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. So, Joe... It is the number after 12, mm-hmm. the number before 14. That's right. Some people call it XIII. Some people call it the Space Cowboy. That's true. <laughs> Actually, I don't think that is true. I don't think anybody calls it no. that. But uh, call back to the feet episode, mm-hmm. I wear a size 13 shoe. Good job. Mm-hmm. So there are many superstitions, such as avoiding black cats, walking across, you know, the black cats walking across your path, walking under ladders. Uh, Stepping on cracks. Yeah, yeah, Don't exactly. break your mommy's back. Breaking mirrors, not changing your socks during, you know, sporting playoffs and whatnot. But one of the oldest and well-known is the superstition of the number 13 being an un- unlucky number. Mm-hmm. And it still holds a lot of, uh, a lot of weight today. Yes, it, it really does. does. So the first recorded incarnation of the number 13 being unlucky started somewhere around the 17th century where the origins were written down that that number being unlucky came from the Last Supper, Mm -hmm. whereas uh, Jesus and his disciples all seated at that big long table, Mm -hmm. buffet style. Yeah. Um, The last dinner table. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Twelve disciples plus the Jesus, you get 13 people. Actually, I think it was the whole thing wasn't Judas was late? No. no. Well, yeah, he was, I guess he was technically I mean, he late. was, he was like he was getting late. silver and gold. Yeah. Silver and gold. <laughs> <laughs> but he is the one who betrayed Jesus. Jesus to his death. 
So from that, that I guess the number 13 became sort of synonymous with bad luck or bad juju or whatever. There's also another story involving 12 guests and the last guest being Loki of the Norse gods. Yeah, the Norse um, myth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you might know him from the Avengers movie. So <laughs> different, different Loki entirely. <laughs> so anyway, he is it really? No, I think it is the I, same. Yeah, Loki. it's supposed to be, but not Norse enough. He's just not Norse. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, but it was it was Loki that that he had another someone. I think it was an archer, a uh, a Norse archer. Mm-hmm kill one of the other gods, and basically that is what um, brought us into Ragnarok, I believe. Yeah, yeah. The Actually, it was called the Valhalla Banquet, mm-hmm. and just a big giant party for all the gods. And yeah, Loki sold out Balder, which was Odin's wife's kid, mm-hmm. and he was, he was the favorite. Yes. Odin's wife, her name was Frigg, which... Mm-hmm comes that's where we get the word friday oh it comes from frigs it's an she was a a, a goddess yeah of that Mm -hmm. of her her name so yeah loki sold out balder killed him and that's another one of the the myths of where that number where the origin of 13 came from it's also widely believed one of the first ideas was that the 13th person to sit down at a meal would actually die within a year's time, mm-hmm. and that was the general belief of the the whole the the, the whole thirteen at a at, at a, a table. table. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, coming either from, stemming from either one of those two religions. Yeah, I mean they're both kind of Last Supper-y mm-hmm. or Ragnarok-y, you know, depending on what religion or what you believe in or whatever. They're very very similar, mm-hmm. very similar, and some of their weird. 13 things is traditionally there were 13 steps leading up to the gallows, the hangman's gallows. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it was known or thought that there were 13 turns, not turns of the hangman's noose. Right, which is more like seven or eight, yeah. actually. But basically, you had to have a nice big knot in order to crack somebody's neck. <laughs> yeah, because hold their weight. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people think that the person was hung by being strangled to death and that's yeah. not actually Suffocation true or yeah yeah what it's actually supposed to do is it's supposed to snap your neck so it's the most one of the most humane ways of trying to kill someone right uh, uh what do they call that surgical snap mm-hmm. you know it's just quick you're you're done yeah yeah also in judaism 13 signifies the age at which boys become men and have to go through a bar mitzvah or uh Little girls go through a bat mitzvah, which I think is a newer... Bat mitzvah? Bat mitzvah. Yeah. In Zoroasterism. What is that? Zoroasterism. Is that when you believe in Zoro? What what does Z have to do with the number 13? I don't know. Uh, But in in that belief, it's an Iranian uh, religion. Okay. 13 is considered a wicked and sinister number, and the 13th day of the Iranian New Year is called Sizda Bidar, and that day, on on that day, like, there's, like, super evil powers and stuff in the world, mm-hmm. and they can cause problems for people, so it, it's like a, almost like a Friday the 13th type thing, mm-hmm. you know? 
just it, it's an unlucky number, unlucky day, and you have to be careful because you, you may befall some sort of danger or wickedness or something. Mm-hmm. Some people also believe that the number 13 is bad because in it basically like numerology, mm-hmm. the number 12 is a whole number. It's a, like all-encompassing number. So you have right. 12 months of the year, 12 signs of the Zodiac, 12 gods of Olympus, the 12 labors of Hercules, the 12 tribes of Israel, the 12 apostles of Jesus. So you, so you have all these... 12, 12, 12. 12, 12, yeah. 12. And then they believe that if you add an extra number to that whole number, right. it throws it off and you're being like kind of greedy. Okay. Adding, like, you're saying, well, I, I don't want to be whole. I want to reach for the stars and be Icarus and grab one more. Right. And that's when you, you, you fail. fly too close to the sun. Mm-hmm. And come and back down. little wax wings yeah. get burnt off. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I don't think that Icarus has anything to do with 13, but <laughs> no, we just put yeah. it all together anyway. <laughs> Have to. Okay, so Knights Templar. On Friday the 13th, October 1307, King Philip IV of France signed the order to arrest and execute the Templars mm-hmm. because they had gotten too powerful and people were kind of scared that, you know, there's these, you know, religious knights that are strong, smart, and had lots of money and, and you know, lots of important friends, but the church and the king were kind of like, uh, what do we do? They were, it, it was a, it was a Game of Thrones kind of movie. Yeah, very mm-hmm. much so. Yeah, so... Yeah. And uh, that's another that's another callback. That's two callbacks in the first few minutes here. Is it? Yeah, because that's a callback to our Oak Island episode. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yes, it is. Yeah, we talked about Oak Island and the and the Knights Templar. Mm-hmm. What's the other one? Feet. Feet. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Size big old size thirteens. <laughs> so as we all know, it's it's pretty well known that a lot of buildings don't have a thirteenth floor. Okay. It's actually somewhere about 80% of high-rises lack a 13th floor. Now, how can you lack a 13th floor? You well, can't just have empty space, or, well, you know, like negative space. Well, is there just like a black hole in between 12 and 14? No, I've heard, you just skip the number. You skip the number. So if there are 40... You know, forty stories. Right. You right. actually only have thirty-nine. So right, but it still right. exists. It still exists. It's just the fourteenth floor is the thirteenth, but they don't call it. <laughs> why? Why is that? Well, because there's really, so many people that were superstitious back in the day about it. A lot of, I mean, they've done this for a long time. Yeah, Air, yeah. Sco- airports skip the 13th gate. Mm-hmm. Uh, some Hotels them... don't have a 13th room number. Right. Mausoleums sometimes, when they're numbered, they'll mm-hmm. skip the number 13. And it's not necessarily the superstition of the builders. Right. What it is, is a lot of people, because they are superstitious of the number 13, mm-hmm they will not buy that mausoleum or to, to put the corpse in. They will not go and stay in the 13th room or on the 13th floor or have a business on the 13th floor. So there's a lot of people that, you know, if you think that you are not superstitious, uh-huh. okay? Now, I don't know if any of you are planning on getting married, okay? But think about it like this. Even if you're not superstitious mm-hmm. at all, would you still schedule your wedding on a Friday the 13th? I, I, and I would if mm-hmm. I had to, if, if 
does. Yeah, but you, you, you <laughs> you're yeah, a different I know, case. I know, I know. But I'm saying <laughs> there's, you know, even if you think you're not superstitious at all, right. a lot of people would still not do that. Yeah. Not such an important date in their lives. So, you know, I mean, I, I, I understand. But I mean, you know? is it, I mean, that, it's a superstition, not mm-hmm. a, like a phobia, you know? You're absolutely right. It's not a phobia. But there are a lot of people that are afraid so much of Friday the 13th mm-hmm. or the number 13 that they do have a phobia. And it has a name. Go ahead, Joe. Triskaidekaphobia. That is right. Triskaidekaphobia. And that is the fear of the number 13 specifically. Mm-hmm. There is also another one that is fear of Friday the 13th. Right. And that one is pronounced, hang on, give me a minute. I believe it is... Paraskavidekatriophobia. How was that? <laughs> that was really good. Thank you. Chris, I appreciate it. Yeah. The laptop. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a, but there's been a lot of uh, Triskaidekaphobes. Yeah, there has. I mean, you've got people like uh, Herbert Hoover, mm-hmm. Adolf Hitler. Mm. Yeah, mm. he was really into the occult, so I <laughs> yeah, totally understand was. that. Yeah. Um, P.T. Barnum. Your buddy P.T. Barnum? Phineas Taylor Barnum. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. More modern, Simon Cowell has stated that he's not a huge fan of yeah, number 13. I don't, I don't care anyway. But he's on that, that American something show with hey, the guys and the singing and the dancing. Yeah, I saw that once. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Stephen King. Stephen King, horror, one of my favorite horror writers. Yeah, horror writer, genius, crazy, main guy. I've even heard that he will not, when he is reading a book, yeah. he will not stop on a page that the numbers add up to 13. Yeah, like, he, in his, uh, the one quote that I have is, he won't stop on 94, 193, or 182, because those numbers will add up to 13. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's pretty bad when you're watching out for what page you're on. What, no, you're adding the numbers to watch out for what page you're yeah, on. Yeah, but I mean, he won't, but he won't. You know, he knows not to stop on those pages. Uh, no specific. He probably highlights them. Probably. Before. <laughs> before he even starts reading the book. Right. The thing about Friday the 13th is that, you know, there's been a lot of, like, case studies, a lot of actual scientific studies, but a lot of the problems with those studies is that they don't take for effect. So they'll, they'll say, you know, I read one about a Friday the 13th in car accidents, mm-hmm. Okay. And then another date was they just took, uh, it was like a Friday the 6th or whatever it was. It was the 6th and the 13th, and they took and they basically put them together. But they, what they didn't take into account was how many people, there are literally people that would not leave their house right. on a Friday the 13th. Yeah. So you actually have less vehicles on the road during those days. Okay. So consequently, less accidents. Huh. So yeah, it's, it's, it's skewed where you can't even get a very good portrayal or representation of whether there actually is more accidents happening on a Friday the 13th. Right. It's kind of it's the same lines with the, uh, the whole full moon thing. Mm-hmm. Like hospitals and police stations will report higher incidences mm-hmm. on, on the night of a full moon. Than they will on you know uh, a regular night where there's like a half moon or something like that. You mm-hmm. know, it just seems to be maybe some strange effect by the you know the tidal pull or the gravity or whatever, or just seeing the the, the moon so big and bright brings out the weird feral parts of your brain. 
but there really isn't any scientific fact that shows that. You know? Well, it is a scientific fact, or rather a economical fact, oh. that we lose between 800 to $900 million in business during that day because people will not fly, a lot of people will not drive, people mm. will not leave their houses. And on the 13th, on Friday on the 13th. Fr on a Friday the 13th. So, I mean, that's, that's amazing that that much money is has dropped because people wow. just won't fly they won't they won't they have that much fear of, that is, of it that's crazy i mean if you look at the science of i mean the moon moves 13 degrees around the earth every day it takes 13 days to change from a full moon to a new moon and 13 days to change back with one day full and one day new equaling 28 days of the lunar cycle. Mm -hmm. And, it, I mean, the, the number is everywhere. So, you know, it's, it's <laughs> like, and it's not all bad either. I mean, like, in some ancient cultures, the number 13 represented, like, femininity, you know, mm -hmm. because it corresponded with the number of lunar cycles. You know, 13 days times, or, yeah, sorry, 13 cycles times 28 days is 364. And the Mayan pyramids, they're set up in nine steps divided into seven days and six nights. That equals 13 days. So 13 to them was a sacred and powerful number. There's a lot of people that today go against the grain. Yeah. But there's a lot of people who who think of 13 as, as a good number. Yeah. But there's a lot of people who say it's bad, but then also go against the grain and say, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to worry about that. Mm -hmm. In some cities, they skip the 13th Avenue or 13th Street. Hmm. They're actually, Sacramento, California has an intersection, though, where they have 13th Street and 13th Avenue both together. Oh, so like spelled out? Or mm -hmm. is it... No, numerical? It's, it's, it's 13th Street and 13th Avenue. Okay. So it's, they're both numerical, but it's street and avenue, and they both intersect. They actually have a place in Sacramento. So, nice. Yeah, like you were saying, the Egyptians, they, they thought that 13 was, was good. I mean, there's a lot of people who yeah. don't think that it's bad. Of course, you have uh, Lucky Number 13 clothing brand. True, yeah. You know? yeah. You've got the, um, the 13 Club. The 13 Club. They you fly in the face of danger. Yeah, tell me a little bit, a little bit about them. In the 1880s, the 13 Club was created to debunk the 13 at a table superstition. Mm -hmm. So a bunch of gentlemen got together, and uh, members would meet on the 13th of the month, and they were served dinner for 13 members at one table. By 1887, the club was like 400 members strong. And it included some notable presidents like Grover Cleveland, Benjamin Harris, William McKinley, Theodore Roosevelt, and tons and tons of other well-known people. Weren't two of those uh, presidents assassinated? <laughs> anyway, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. But I don't think it was because of their membership. I, I'm not saying I'm, so. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just, just, just throwing that out there. One of my favorite quotes was from Oscar Wilde. Mm -hmm. who he was asked to join the club, but he refused, and he said, I love superstitions. They are the opponent of common sense. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's awesome. Like, yeah, you know, right, it's yeah. like, 
he, he kind of chuckles about it, you know. But, I mean, these guys took this stuff probably lightheartedly but serious at the same time. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen to the dinner service. Two cross-eyed waiters. <laughs> Seriously. Well, hold Two. on. Is that is that a superstitious thing, being I, served I, by a cross-eyed waiter? Maybe it's just being cross-eyed or two waiters. I, I don't know. Okay. But two cross-eyed waiters <laughs> would come out and announce that dinner was starting by breaking mirrors. That is great. Yeah. It's okay. pretty awesome. And then the dinner... Let's do the math. That's seven years bad luck. All right, go ahead. <laughs> seven and seven. Uh-huh. 14 years bad luck. Because they each broke a mirror. Mm-hmm. Okay, plus two waiters. 14, okay, 15, uh, they, but they were cross-eyed, so that's <laughs> negative that one. That brings you back down to 13. Go I, ahead. I'm rolling tons of dice okay. on this one. All right, so the diners would have to follow an undertaker under a ladder to get into the dining room. How many rungs did the ladder have? I, I couldn't find out. Probably okay. 13. All right, so we're back up to uh, 26. Go ahead. Sure. It's mm-hmm. going to end up in 27, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to end up in 73. Right. I'll tell you about that one later. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, okay, so the diners were seated at a table with decorations that included black cats, like little black cat statues, uh, peacock feathers. Apparently those are... Yeah, peacock feathers are considered bad luck. I believe they were actually For the peacock. considered bad luck around the circus, too. Oh. And it's because it, uh, it the peacock it looks like it has the evil eye on it. Oh, like mm-hmm. a great eye of yeah, Sauron. Yeah, so in burlesque and and uh, during the circus, you weren't supposed to bring peacock feathers around. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then stuff like witches' cauldrons and other, you know, various hundreds That's another things. thing, too. Yeah, witches typically back in the day had 13 in their coven. Yeah. That was the specific That number. was what a coven was. Mm-hmm. It was 13 members. Mm-hmm. So they were asked to spill salt before eating. Oh, and then not throw it over their shoulder, right? right? Mm-hmm. Within several years, only one member died, you know, within the first couple so years. So they were doing this on every, the 13th of every single month. Every single month. These guys would get together, and it probably happened in different counties, different places. They were all memberships, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but only one member died in the course of, like, 10 years, and that was, like, natural causes. Mm-hmm. You know, not being run over by a black cat in a carriage or something, carrying a, a well, bundle of... Joe, we need to get some cross-eyed waiters <laughs> and start this back up. And some mirrors. The dollar store has cheap mirrors. That's true. You know what Maybe I mean? Some cheap, we can do this. Cheap cross-eyed waiters. Absolutely. Carrying black cat. That'd be so awesome. Yeah. Um, we get on Etsy. We get some nice uh, nice peacock feathers. Yeah. We can, we yeah. can totally get this done. All right. But this is the best. <laughs> this is the best part. One of the members said he may have passed away due to the unluck of being at the thirteen mm-hmm. at a table because he didn't pay his dues oh. for quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I mean, it could be you know, it, it's a yeah. Give or take. See, Who if knows? he would have paid his dues to the thirteen club, he would not have passed. Right. Absolutely. Right. So, Joe, do you like pickles? Uh, yeah, love pickles. All right. I like so, pickled anything. I know. Like, like gardenia, cape. like all that stuff. Jardinier. Jardinia. But it was, it is, is it really Jardinier? I thought no, it was called gardenia. No, Are you I, making fun of me? I'm making fun of you. So here's the thing, is that ball, glass ball jars, the canning kind of jars. Oh, you the mean kind the of company. Yeah, the company. Ball. Yeah, yeah. Ball, the pickling jars. Okay. So back in, back in the day... Okay. When we had prohibition, mm-hmm. 
you had a lot of moonshiners would put, the, because it was the only thing they had to put it in, oh, they yeah, would yeah. put it in those those pickle jars. Yeah. And that's how they would distribute it, a, a pint or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. So here's the thing about them is that they had different numbers on a lot of them. Okay. Because in the manufacturing plant, they had a mold. And yeah. the mold went from basically one to eight. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that mold would break eventually. I guess the iron would eventually break. Yeah, would, and then they would have to replace it. Yeah. And this was basically so that the foreman could keep in touch with who was making them. And quality control. The quality control yeah, of it. Yeah. So when that mold would break and they would have to replace it with a new mold, it would then be nine through 16. Okay. Uh, so you would have number nine through 16, so you would know exactly where it was. Mm-hmm. Well, the weird thing about when you had mold nine through 16, you had a number 13 ball glass jar. Hmm. And at the very bottom, it has a pound sign and the number 13. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing about it is, I'm sure a lot of women that were actually picking, pickling all their peppers and things like that, they weren't concerned about it at all. Right, but the right. moonshiners, the tradition is, is to break any glass that has a number 13 on the bottom. Really? Yeah, during moonshining, so they would not be caught by, you know... The popo. The, yeah, the, the, the cops or the, the yeah. federal government. Throwing the hoose cow. Exactly. Yeah. So that was the, the general thing. They would always break those ball glass jars that said huh. number 13 on the bottom. So consequently, it is thought that they are actually more rare. So they're actually more expensive when you're when you're a glass collector and you're trying to find those glasses. Mm-hmm. Say if you're trying to get a whole set number between 1 and 16. From like the 20s Prohibition era. Exactly. It's very, very hard to find the number 13 huh. ball glass jar. Very so, cool. Yeah, I just thought it was a really neat part of the superstition coming from moonshining. Yeah, yeah. So my act, the scarred and dangerous thrill show, I'm only one half of. The other half is Dangerous D. He's currently living in California, and he's going to call in from time to time to give you his two cents about all of our topics here on The Curioso. Now, all dangers considered, a moment with Dangerous D. The number 13 probably has more meanings than almost anything in the world. It really blows my mind. Everyone you talk to, everything you read or see, the number 13 means something different. Sometimes good luck, sometimes bad luck, sometimes religious, sometimes atheistic, and sometimes the meanings completely contradict each other. So from this day forward, I'm going to create my own meaning right now. This will be easy to follow and understand considering I'm a simpleton. The number 13 is made up of two numbers, a 1 and a 3. In relation to the alphabet, the number 1 represents the letter A, and the number 3 represents the letter C. Put them together and you have AC, which commonly stands for air conditioner. So if you see me rocking a 13, it means, Be cool, sucker. Everybody chill the f*** out. Dangerous D, knowing it's speaking and preaching. What about sports? What about sports? I mean, I'm not a big giant sportsy guy, mm-hmm. um, but in rugby, 13 players on each side. Each team has 13 players mm-hmm. on the field at the same time. Okay, I don't know if that's good or bad, but that's 13 pops up again. It's true. Most common 
registered number to roller derby players is 13. Mm, they're, they're flying against the face. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're kind of the kind of people that would go against the grain. Yeah, yeah true. Absolutely. Most North American sports teams retire the jersey number 13 in honor of past player, you know, who, who wore that number. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know if I have no clue about sports. But <laughs> if, you know, say the, the Red Sox had a player a couple of years ago, whatever, he wore 13, they probably would retire that number. I think, um, what's his name, uh, Mon- Montana? Or whatever, Hannah. Was it like with the dolphins, not Hannah Montana, <laughs> Joe Montana. He, oh, he, Joe he, Montana. My, no. <laughs> anyway, never mind. I don't know anything about sports. I think that guy wore the number thirteen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, this is why whenever we do trivia night, yeah, we, we always, fail the sports. Yes, absolutely. Always fail the sports. Yep. Formula One. They don't use the number 13 on their cars. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Superstitious mm-hmm. lot, those Formula One. Triscodecophobics. Mm-hmm. Good thing they're not Formula One 3. Yeah. Oh. That was a bad joke. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> was, Sorry. You are not punny. Well, I have something. Uh, golf. Okay? I'm not okay. a huge golf player either, but basically... That I falls was, within sports, right? It does, yeah. yeah. It, it's a lot of walking. You hit a little white ball or whatever. But, Chase it. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but but apparently, uh, the 13th rule, according to the USGA Sports Authority on golf... That's one letter off from USDA. Which is the, the meat. U.S. Meat Authority. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, so it's it's... The 13th rule is the ball must be played as it lies. Okay. Which to me just seems like what if it the just talks most... to you real sweet, <laughs> and you you think they're telling the truth? I don't know. I don't trust any little white balls. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but anyway, no. I'm just saying, like, if you get it into a trap or whatever. I mean, there are rules saying right, that you can right, move it and yeah. things like that. Yeah. But the ball that seems like the most unlucky rule that there is. If you okay. knock it into, you know. A thicket, then you have to whack it out of the thicket. You know what I mean? It but just seems like the most unlucky rule to me. Do players skip the thirteenth hole? No, they play through it. I guess. Doesn't that mean skipping? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm just going to skip it all together. All but right, no, yeah. no, no, that's all so I know. Let's go about on to music. Play it as it lies. I mean, it's the only <laughs> one that I've ever heard of. You know, yeah, play yeah, it as yeah. it lies. You know, yeah. that's the thirteenth rule. I just thought that was neat. Interesting. Even if you don't, I really <laughs> don't. <laughs> All right, some notable films and TV in uh, 1960 and the remake in 2001, 13 Ghosts. Mm-hmm. Had Tony Shalhoub in the remake. I've never yeah. seen the original. Uh, I've seen bits and pieces of the original in, in like film classes and stuff, but Matthew Lillard in the remake with, with Tony Shalhoub, pretty good. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Then you've got 1922 Unfinished mysteriously vanished work called Number 13 by Alfred Hitchcock. Hmm. Yeah, one of his first directorial debuts, and it was never finished. It was never finished, and it was completely lost. Yeah, like there's some film historians who, you know, they have uh, some lines and stuff that were kept, uh, that no footage Mm -hmm. has been found. It was, you know, recorded. You know, scenes and everything. Not the whole thing, but, uh, yeah, no one knows it is. It might surface one day. Maybe it's sitting in somebody's basement. Yeah. But little known fact, Curiosos, Alfred Hitchcock and I 
have the exact same silhouette. Yeah, it's yeah. eerie. Uncanny. Eerie. Callback to our origami episode. <laughs> That's anyway, right. Yeah, three callbacks this, this episode. <laughs> wow. We're doing really well. Whew. 1989, The 13 Warriors, Antonio Banderas. That was 89? 99. 99, okay. 99. No, I remember that. that. And, you know, one of my favorite scenes in that movie is where he's listening to the Norse guys or whatever talk and yeah. he kind of like starts to pick up their language and then mm-hmm. talks in it. That was my favorite, favorite part of that yeah, movie. Yeah, it was a yeah. pretty good one. Then you've got 1980, Friday the 13th, and then the bajillion sequels How after many sequels that. Have, my favorite was uh, was uh, Jason X when Jason was in space. Jason. <laughs> Did you ever see that one? Yeah. yeah Jason in space. In space. <laughs> it was really like I mean, it was kind of, I mean, they're it all campy. So, they're all campy. Yeah, but that was so cheesy. No, that's what I liked about it. <laughs> it was like it. Robo it was, Jason. Yeah, I guess, I guess. Cyber, on the holodeck. It was Robo Jason on the holodeck. I thought it was good. Okay. <laughs> it was the only one that I actually liked. Right. <laughs> uh, woo. Uh, 1995, Apollo 13. Oh, yeah. Yeah. About a true story. Yeah. The the actual Apollo 13, I don't think it had Tom Hanks on it. No, I don't think he was around. No. Yeah. I mean, you know, who knows? He may have been. Um, but yeah, it was uh, pretty crazy. It was the only unsuccessful mission to the moon. Well, they said it was an unsuccessful success, mm-hmm. is what uh, NASA quoted it as, because they didn't get there, didn't do their, you know, their mission, but they all came back alive. Which is amazing. Yeah. Considering what they went through, because I watched the movie. <laughs> yeah. She, yeah. <laughs> 2010, 13 Assassins. Never saw it. It, it was a Takashi Miike mm-hmm. uh, director. Uh, great, great director. Very kung fu-y, you know, sort of like action-y type whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really good, you know. I, as I was doing research for this, I would do also some image searches, and I kept on coming across a movie that was called 13 mm-hmm. with two young girls sticking out their tongues with tongue rings in it. Okay. I have no clue what this movie is about, and if I, you'd like to tell me, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. But I just I kept on coming across <laughs> it, so I image. figured I would mention it. Nice. Then you've got a TV show from 2009, Warehouse 13. Oh, I keep on hearing good things about it's it. It's very X-Files-y. I heard it was like X-Files-y, Doctor Who-sy kind of. Doctor Who-sy? Doctor Who-sy kind <laughs> right. of thing. I really want to watch this show, and I know it's on Netflix. I, I've seen it. Streaming, in fact. So, really? Yeah. Really. But uh, I've been in too much into Game of Thrones right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Catching up on that. Then you've got that little cutie, Olivia Wilde. Her nickname on House mm-hmm. is 13. Okay. So not a bad number to me. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's it, it's throughout tons and tons of pop culture, good or bad. Who's the pop star? She was, like, born on the 13th, and she considers her, her lucky number? Uh, Taylor Swift. Okay. Yeah. She actually carries it like a little charm around or whatever. With the 13 on it? Yep. yep. Yeah. Flies in the face of danger. <laughs> right. That's right. And unluckiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, music. So we talk about Taylor Swift. Some notable albums and bands that I found with the numbers 13. Uh, Exit 13, LL Cool J. All right. Yeah, ladies love Cool J. That's true. Uh, so that was his, I guess, most recent album. Mm-hmm. You've got, of course, Black Sabbath. Yeah, their latest album was thir- called 13, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. 13. An Australian band from the 80s called Ward 13. 
mm-hmm. sort of a rocky, poppy type band. Wednesday 13, from uh, the lead singer of the Murder Dolls. Sure. That, you know. <laughs> I'm guessing like Wednesday Adams. Yeah, that's where he takes the name. And yeah. then gotcha. sort of, you know, and 13 <clears throat> as being unlucky. Got that from Marilyn Manson, yeah, I guess. Of course he did. Mm-hmm. Of course. All right, go ahead. Um, and then one of my favorite songs ever, 13, written by Glenn Danzig mm-hmm. for Johnny Cash on his 94 album, American Recordings. Mm-hmm. Cash basically wanted to do some covers of people that he admired. You know, he asked around. Rick Rubin, the producer at the time, talked to Danzig, and Danzig jumped, you know, at the chance of writing a song for Johnny Cash. And uh, he wrote the song in 25, 30 minutes, and uh, Cash loved it, of course, recorded it. Amazing song. Like, with... Johnny Cash in his older years had that nice, dark, raspy sort of, you know, been around for a long time. When the man comes around, kind of... Yeah, just very soulful. Danzig eventually ended up recording it later, uh, 99, for himself on the 666 Satan's Child album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the song was featured in the first Hangover movie in the beginning. Okay. And uh, it's a it's a fantastic song, dark, gloomy, you know, folky, really really good. And I found a really cool video. Uh, someone had put the Danzig version of the song to <laughs> scenes from Johnny Depp's movie uh, Dead Man, uh-huh. the, the black and white uh, sort of like westerny whatever movie. And uh, the video is pretty cool with just with that song over top of it. It's pretty neat. So, Joe, if you think that Friday the 13th is the scariest day... Okay. I think should, it's Christmas. Well, well you know. <laughs> you should check out Monday the 27th. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. That's right. That sounds ominous. Yeah, there's been a, a few studies done by insurance agencies, and they found out that actually Monday the 27th is typically has 5% more accidents, like car accidents, industrial accidents, mm-hmm. workplace accidents, more so than any other day. Wow. More so than Friday the 13th. Wow. 5% more. And really, they don't know why. They think that possibly it's coming in on a Monday and rushing to finish, say, your monthly work. Uh, because it's the end of the month. Because it's the end of the month. And, and it's you, a Monday. And it's a Monday. Exactly. So you're coming in, you're trying to rush to get it done or something like that right. that might be what's actually causing it so it just kind of compounds the problem mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but there's there's been all kinds of uh you know things where they you know they were talking about the researchers uncovered a disproportionate amount of bizarre mishaps occurring on that day specifically bizarre and, mishaps yeah like so what? like a guy put his foot through a ceiling when he was getting Christmas decorations. It's not bizarre. That's a woman, just bad balance. Yeah, well, <laughs> a woman flooded her house after she left the 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 faucet on. Huh. Uh, and then another uh, another person's cat set a house ablaze by knocking over a candle. So ah, it's just, it's, yeah. It's so like, cats. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it was probably a black cat, too. Yep. So, yeah, and then also there's a greater frequency of uh, 
crashes in parking lots wow. and tree branches falling on houses. Just like your you know, your normal everyday stuff. stuff but, but it's more of that stuff happens on Monday right. the twenty seventh than any other day. Huh. Five percent higher. I just thought that that was amazing. Well we'll so, save more for the twenty seven episode. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh that oh. we might have to mention this again during twenty seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I just thought that was really funny. So another thing I wanted to talk about, 13 is known as an unlucky number by most, but by some it's known as a lucky number. Right. In Italy, they consider 13 a lucky number in a lot of places in Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, some places, I think in northern Italy, they still consider it bad, so they name like their 13th street 12.5 or 12A or something <laughs> like that. 12 and a half. Yeah, 12 yeah. and a half. Uh, instead, but a lot of places in Italy consider it a a good number. I mean, they also consider it good in like casinos and stuff, right? Like, isn't that a good number in a casino? Lucky Is number thirteen. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. I mean, you know, like I, like we said, there's the lucky number thirteen brand. I think a lot of people yeah. just basically go, like to go against the grain. Is the idea right? So, but thirteen isn't the only unlucky number. Okay. Because you also have in a lot of uh, Japanese, uh, Japan, places like Korea, and, and even some in China, right. the number four is pronounced shi. S-H-I. Yeah, shi or shi. Shi. And it basically sounds phonetically mm-hmm. the same as the way death is pronounced, huh. even though they're, the kanjis are different. Right, So right. shi sounds like death. And it also sounds like the number four. She sure does sound like death. Yeah. So it's it, that's also another unlucky number. Even though in other places, say in, you know, you would have in Ireland, okay. you have the four the four pieces of the clover, the four yeah. branches of the clover. So that's good luck. So it's, it's good luck. It's right. a lucky number. Right. But also in Japan, you have the number eight, which is considered good because it the the, the number eight... The kanji is different, mm-hmm. but it also sounds like wealth or prosperity. But it's all, it's just four and four. Well, I ah. don't know. I guess you compound so your bad luck again, and it two turns wrongs good. make a right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And uh, four rights make a left, right? I Isn't think that, so. Right? Is that a circle? I think it's just a circle. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but also in say in Russia, mm-hmm. you have odds. Odd numbers are lucky. Mm-hmm. And even numbers are unlucky. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. So That's odd. I, you, you always know what they're playing on roulette. Yeah. <laughs> Russian roulette. Uh, I found a connection. <laughs> I smell conspiracy. Uh, some people think the number three is good luck because good luck comes in threes. Okay. I've always heard that bad luck comes in threes. So when you hear of like a devastating death in pop culture, you yeah. have three of them. But apparently some people say that good luck comes in threes. So that's another uh, lucky slash unlucky number. So to me, it just seems like a random number generating, to to be honest. Yeah, a people random number generator. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like we were talking about the lucky number 13, Mm -hmm. there is one thing that is definitely lucky, and that is... The baker's dozen. Oh yeah, uh-huh. because sweet, you're not just getting sweet 12, donuts. <laughs> Twelve donuts. <laughs> you're getting thirteen with yeah. the baker's dozen. Yeah, and I don't understand. I mean, you know, they used to do it. Yeah. Why? 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 How come when I go to Dunkin' Donuts, why are you I doing get, the the uh, Italian? The, you know, this is mafia my, guy. <laughs> because this is when I. This is my donut. Fingers. You guys can't see this. Chris is motioning like. Uh, 
Don Corleone or something. He's like, I'm going to make you an offer. You can't refuse. Now give me the donuts. This is my, my donut eating fingers. <laughs> this, is, this is how I those hold my really fingers when I eat Those are really small donuts. Well, you know, those little chocolate donuts are yeah, pretty you're, small. You're scrunching Do them up. Do they come like, 13 in a pack? I don't think so. I think no. It's by they, weight. I think they come in seven in a pack. No, no it's no, by little, weight. Little chocolate donuts? Yeah. No, oh, those little, rows. okay, those things. Yeah. 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 I don't know. But anyway, basically it was... During the 13th century, around the, like the 1260s, British bread makers were notorious for basically shorting their customers on skimpy loaves. Okay. So King Henry III was irked by the problem, and he implemented a new law that standardized the weight of a loaf. Huh. So what would happen is if uh, a bakers could be beaten or thrown in jail or, yeah. or you know anything else for selling yeah. the wares under the actual weight that they were supposed to. Right. So basically what they did to side skirt the law when mm -hmm. someone would buy 12 loaves at the beginning of the week or what have you, they would just throw in a 13th loaf just to make sure if one of them was a little bit skimpy that they would definitely substitute get the makeup. That one. So right. that's why they started calling it the baker's dozen and it's just continued today and a lot of, really you're only gonna get that in like mom and pop yeah, but those donut are donut shops generally better. Mm -hmm. I mean, just you know, you lose a lot of you know technique and flavor, and when you do that sort of on a mass production scale. Mm -hmm. So one of my favorite little mom and pop donut shops around here, that's what they do. Yeah, you know, I mean, they by hand with care, you know, and they will throw in an extra donut just because. Well, that's the one that you eat when you bring it back home, you eat in the car real quick before <laughs> anybody the car, knows. The car donut? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. and everybody goes, when you show up, they say, why do you have all that powdered sugar all over you? Or why don't you want and a donut? Yeah. Because you've and already you, eaten one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Or just go for the second one. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, well, that was lucky or unlucky, Thir number 13. Yeah, and um, yeah, that's starting off our our... October season, man. That's pretty good. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm psyched about the next episodes. It's going to be a lot of work, people. Absolutely. A lot of work. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us. And uh, tell us your 13 stories. Get a hold of us on thecurioso.com or on our Facebook page or Twitter, and you can find it all from thecurioso.com. All right. Thanks, guys. I'm going to get some donuts. Sounds good. Let's you go. Can, you can have the 13. So, all right. <laughs> See it. Hey, is there any topics that you want us to cover? Anything that you want to talk to us about or let us know about? Email us, feedback at thecurioso.com. Our Facebook, facebook.com backslash thecuriosopodcast. We tweet at curiosopodcast. And if you have any five-star reviews you'd like to give us on iTunes, please feel free. Anything? That's it from my junk. Okay.